Blog Talk Radio. Yes, sir. It's almost that time for the NFL preseason and training camps. And as promised, the eight-week NFL preview begins right now. It's called Session Sports Report. I'm your boy, Jav. TJ is going to be joining us shortly. But uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about this whole deflate gate situation. I've been awful quiet about it. I've stayed out of the, the fray because at different times in the past, I, I, I've given my take. But I feel like now that Tom Brady has decided that he's going to call off the dogs and there's going to be the NFLPA who's going to continue to fight the fight, I feel like it's time to really just let this go. I know in the past you've heard me say, oh, let the flake gate go. This is not new coming from Jav, A, B, C, and D. And I respect that. I totally get that. But it's really time now. Now that Tom Brady is taking the L. Maybe the Players Association, they're not taking the L. But being that Brady is taking the L, he's falling back, he's going to sit out his four games, he's going to do what's best for the team at this point because it, it just didn't make sense to continue this on for a second year. You know, we started this whole situation, I believe, 2015 in the lead-up to the Super Bowl. So now we're going to continue this on in the, in the 2016 training camp, preseason, and so on and so forth, regular season. It's like, guys, let, let's, let's, uh, let's move on. I, I'm over it. I'm really over this whole deflate gate scenario. All this talk about Roger Goodell and he's, he's throwing his power around. He's doing too much. He's, he's the evil commissioner of sports. Listen, it's time to move on, people. The quarterback in question is moving on. I don't even think the Players Association should even be fighting this fight anymore. I believe that it's time for us as a football community, as an NFL community, to move on. At the end of the day, the power that Goodell wields was bargained into the CBA that the NFL has. So what what are you really doing now? You're going to the Supreme Court, you're going to this court, you're going to this judge, this, that, and the fourth. Like, seriously, if you didn't want him to have this power, it should not have been collectively bargained into the CBA. I know we uh, job is back with the CBA talk again, but I mean, like, listen, it's not like Goodell got this power magically. It was a bargained upon. It was agreed upon. Now you want to renege on the agreement because you realize how real it is. The players chose money. And rightfully so. You want to line your pockets. But the players chose money more so in the last CBA during that whole lockout situation. They took the paper spread, right? They had to make some concessions. And one of those concessions was that Goodell would have the kind of power that he has. So don't cry about it now. Most you can do is wait until the CBA is up. And renegotiate some things. Because it's evident. It's very evident that this is not working out for all parties involved. The owners are not complaining. But it's really evident that the players have a problem. A humongous problem with the way things are set up. So, as a sports fan, as a football fan, don't complain about the flake gate. Don't complain about Roger Goodell. Don't complain about anything associated with this situation because the players put themselves in this spot. I'm usually pro player, but in this situation, I can't really have their back when they kind of screwed themselves. So, that being said, 
This is the last. We're going to talk about the flake gate. Why? Because if Brady's sitting out the four games, if he's, if, he, if he's agreed to sit out these four games, who am I to keep complaining about it? Let him sit these four games out. Let's get back to some football. Can I get some football? Not, not everything off the, the field. Not all the clickbait, all the talking fodder for the talking heads out there and the gas bags out there. Can we get to some football? That's all I'm asking. And with that said, to get to some football, I'm going to have my homie TJ join me for us to do this AFC East preview. TJ, what's good, man? What up, though, fam? How are you? Hey, let's call it the AFC Least for now. Damn, bro. That's how you feel? I had to. It just wrong. I just had to throw that in there. That's hey, all. you know we 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 NFC East guys. I understand. I understand. I'm. I, I know. I know yeah. you hate the Patriots on top of everything <laughs> else. So any chance you get to say, yeah, hey, I'm mad at you. What it is okay. though, man? How's everything? Hey, no, I'm good. What about you, fam? I'm good. I'm good, man. I was I was trying to get this show up and rolling, but the powers that be was was fighting me, bro. Like I was I was in a twelve round bout with, with, with the internet, but I won. Well, this is you. You the NWA. You the modern age NWA. So I can't can't get mad at you, Bruh, man, Bruh. But TJ, the people want to hear some football, bro. So, and, and out of the four teams in the AFC East, who would you prefer to start? With? Do you want to just roll into the Patriots? Since I done got my whole my whole air off about this whole deflate gay situation, or do you want to save the Patriots last? All right. Normally, I would say let's go in order. Of who we think will finish first or fourth or in between there, but I think we still both agree that the Patriots will be first. So let's just get them right. out the way, and then we'll figure out everybody else after that. Because I'm pretty sure we both got the Patriots that finish in the division first, regardless. Rightfully so. I mean, somebody else has to show me. They have to show me something yeah. before I get just handed over. You know. I agree. So, all right. So since you talked about your Patriots first, let me go. Let me get my Patriot chat in real quick. Right, now, you said Brady's out for four games. We all know that. They lost a key component on the defense, on the defensive line more specifically in Chandler Jones, which he was their sack leader last season, if I'm not mistaken. They right. picked up Chris Small, who got actually still rushed the passer. I'm not going to say he's going to be on that level of Chandler Jones. To me, their weakness was on the wide, on the outside threat wide receiver, because a lot of their, a lot of their passing games predicated on bumps and slants and and grump between the hashes. That's right, what their right. passing game is. But picking up Nate Washington might be able to stand out a little bit. You still got Amendola, you still got um, Julian Edelman underneath and everything. That might help out. And and to help out on that defensive line, bringing in Terrence Knight in to try to replace what they lost and what's his due name from two seasons ago that went to the Texans. You know what I'm talking about. Big man on the D-line. I forgot his name. Oh, right now, but Wilford, Wilford, Wilford. Wilford, right, from the U. So hopefully Terrence Knight could, like, do a little bit of something on that. But then, once again, this is a, this is a Bill Belichick system. Regardless of right. who he plugs in and everything, I feel like Garoppolo might be able to go at least 500 on there. Mm-mm. And with that said, that like they'll still be able to finish first in the division, like regardless of what. You know, I'm, I'm not going to do the, the typical NFL preview and, and, and we're going to look at the rosters and say, well, this guy, if he can outbeat this guy and this and that, uh, I'm not doing that. Okay. When you look at the Patriots, we, we know, TJ, 
I think the Patriots have been good since we both were teenagers at this point. It's it's been a long time. We know we know right. the product. We know we know what they're gonna bring. We know that at, that these guys mix and match talent more than I think any other NFL team in the post salary cap era, or I should say right. in the salary cap era. They they find a way to make it work and win year in and year out. So when it comes to Garoppolo. I just feel like the fact that he hasn't been tossed aside like a few other Patriots quarterbacks during the Tom Brady era, that leads me to believe that this guy is a lot better than people expect him to be. It's obvious that Belichick sees something in this kid because Bill Belichick, Mm -hmm. what he doesn't get a lot of talent for is his eye for talent, his his eye for talent, his, his eye to know when to use talent and when to get rid of said talent. The fact that Garoppolo still has a job lets me know that this guy is really good. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else has sure. come and gone at the quarterback position. But he's held the job for a reason. So people need to stay. They keep talking about Belichick and his hoodie and how, how you know, the, the interviews that he gives and, and how, like, not charismatic he can be. But the guy is a talent evaluator. I think he's the best in the league, bro. I think he's the best coach in the league at evaluating talent. And as much as Brady's going to miss these four games, I'm starting to really believe that. It might be a three and one or four and zero situation with Garoppolo, only because I trust Belichick's eye for talent. Now, let me ask you this: Do you think it's more so of an eye for talent, or more so of an eye for the system of getting guys to work within that system? I mean, the players are talent, because, right? They, they, they consider they're considered the talent. To, to, so, to a know what your system is about. And get the right kind of guys in there to play within your system. You got to be able to have an eye for that, no? Like, he, he's the maestro. Can, the only reason why I make that comment is because how much of the players that actually left there were actually still were able to do something on another team once they left? Hey, I can't. That, that is a fair assessment. But what is so special about what the Patriots do? As much as people want to say system, I'll, I'll, I'll fold this question back your way with this system argument. What is the Patriots system? It, it, to me, they've never had one. They, they go with the times. They go with the roster that they have. They don't have a set way they play. The Patriots don't have a signature style of play. They have a, if we have this, this is what we're going to do, and we dare you to stop it. So I can't say it's the system. it got to be the coaching. True. Valid point. Very valid I don't point. know, man. What about this guy in the secondary, right? Malcolm Butler. He's been one of his money he felt like he stepped up. I believe he stepped up last year. Does he take a step back this year for them? Was last year a one-hit wonder? Or as a defensive guy like yourself, TJ, do you expect more of this high-level cornerback play from Malcolm Butler? See, the only thing is this. I'm not going to say he's that dude or he is not that dude just because I've seen only one year of work. I like to see at least two years of consistent work where after right. NFL coaches were able to rip through your tape and see where your floor is at and you still be able to rise above the floor. Like, now that old, that like, for example, Odell Beckham has actually killed in the league for two consistent years, I believe in his work. Like, he has consistent work out there. I'm not sure about Butler. Like, you have some up-and-coming receivers in that division. You got Sammy Watkins. You still got Brandon Marshall, Eric Jeffries, got Javante Parker and Jarvis Landry and everything like that. I got to see him put in work against those guys. Like, those are highly talented receivers. 
Malcolm Butler was not known for anything much than uh, a pick in the Super Bowl. And then going to last season, he was their starter after they lost reasons. So I got to see some more from him. Um, let's just see what he does and everything against those receivers in that division. That's what I want to see first and foremost. Uh, I feel like, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I felt like I saw him show out last season. You know, I, I feel like he went against guys like Odell Beckham. He went against guys like Brandon Marshall. I don't think he got blown up one time throughout the season. I believe that he was part of the reason why the defense, why the defense was still not what it was a year before when they won a title, but they weren't the reason why they didn't go back to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think that Malcolm Butler's, I think this is his Josh Norman year, DJ. I think this is the year that you're going to start seeing the featurettes about him. You're going to see the highlight packages about him. You're going to see a guy really hit that next level of elite in the NFL. I'm, I'm high on Malcolm Butler this year. Yeah. Well, listen, if you high on him, what, what makes you high on him specifically? His technique, bro. In a one, you, in a one-on-one situation, I don't know if he was watching Revis tape or Revis had him under the wing. That one year they played together, but his footwork, his ability to jam, he doesn't get beat in terms of getting blown up in speed. In the speed aspect, I don't, I don't, he's not the fastest guy, but he knows what to do to not get burned over the top. Like how often did you see Malcolm Butler get that much safety help? And they have some elite safeties in, in, in New England, but I didn't see him get that much safety help in New England. He was on the island more often than not, and he did his job. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I just want to see one more see. year. I want to see what he can do this season because he does got he does got Chunk and he does got Courtney behind him. So I got to see him yeah. do it on some island kind he, of thing. He did, but he had them. But I, you know, you know, I'm an offensive guy, son. But I saw Butler put in a lot of work. Nobody could say they cooked Malcolm Butler last year. I can't. I can't name one wide receiver that said they gave Butler that work. It didn't happen. Okay. Eh. I, I didn't pay attention to the Patriots like that enough oh. to actually see him put in that work. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I got to see, see some more. I got, I'll pay attention just because of you. Just because of you, you I'll pay attention. And again, we, we always had this argument about offensive defense. If I'm co-signing an offensive guy, you already know. Yeah, I'm I biased. know that. But when it comes to defense, if I'm really co-signing it, it must be something. I'm biased to offense. With defense, if he's dope, I'm, I'm, it's real, bro. But before we leave the Patriots, I think the one issue, and I know you'll probably agree with this, I think they need to do something about that O-line, bro. Any any team that has an elite pass rush last season, they found a way to get to Brady, especially in the AFC Championship game. Brady was on skates the entire game running from that the orange crush defense. Uh, do you agree? Or, or did you hear anything? Because I, I might have missed it. But did you hear anything in terms of offensive line adjustments or additions? Because if they're bringing back that same line, I don't know. Well, they did have a lot of injuries on the offensive line last season. Like, they weren't the only team that had to go through that. But they also brought in Jonathan Cooper from the trade from, with Chandler Jones for, to the Cardinals. So, I do think a uh, new place and new system might actually help him out and everything. So, we'll see how Cooper actually gets into the effect of the Patriots scheme of things of like their a weekly game plan against whoever the team's weakest points are. So right. I do like him adding into that line. I just want to see them stay healthy and they can keep Garoppolo up up and clean. They might be able to actually do some work and still finish two right. and two at least until Brady get back. Alright. I, 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 I could dig that. Again, I, I, it's probably going to come down 
it's probably going to come down to whatever schemes Belichick and company conjure up. You know, I believe in the coach a lot. I, I, I'm not one of those guys who hates the Patriots because they're the Patriots and they do A, B, C, and D. I have a high level of respect for the Patriots. And I believe that if anybody can figure it out, I'm sorry, TJ, but if anybody can figure it out, it's going to be Belichick and company. That's just how I feel about it. I agree. That. Not a fan, but I respect it. I agree. I totally agree. He's probably the, oh, right now the best coach in the league. Oh my God! Y'all heard that? Y'all TJ agrees about the Patriots? Yes. Progress. Wait, wait, I, going into that, <laughs> I said that they're, the, that they're the best team in the AFC East. Like we both yeah. agree to that. That's why we both picked them one. I mean, you saying that? <laughs> I need a little more credit than that. You know, if a dog barks, okay. you gotta say they bark, right? You know. Yeah, yeah, true, true. We'll see how the rest of these other three play out and everything that we can make a, 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 a consistent point right here. I could dig it. I could dig it. I could hundred percent dig that. All right. To the to the team that gets just as much pub as the Patriots for sometimes the wrong reason coming out of the AFC East. That is the New York Jets. Now, as a Giants fan, TJ, I'm not sure if you do the same thing that I do, but I live to kick the Jets. Not because I don't like the Jet organization, but because Jet fans are similar to Knicks fans in that any kind of any kind of success they get, Jet fans get very crazy, and they don't know their, what their position is in the NFL pecking order. So I'm gonna start it off by saying that I believe that the Jets are gonna regress. Before I say why, TJ, keep, keep, keep me in the loop here. Do you think that the Jets are gonna regress too, or is it just me being biased again? I totally agree with you. I'm not going to be biased uh, with you. I don't care. Uh, like, honestly, the funny thing is this. I'm not, I don't hate the Jets. I don't hate Jets fans. I just dislike the Jets fans that come at me sideways, start talking trash to, to me as a Giants fan. Like, stay in your lane. Like, none of you alive were alive when you saw a championship. I saw three in my lifetime at minimum. So, like, <laughs> don't come to me. <laughs> like, I'm good. You haven't seen anything. So just go there. Don't compare yourself to me. I'm not like I'm not trying to disrespect you. I'm not trying to say you're not on my level, but you're not on my level. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It is what it is. You, so, so what you're saying, you ain't saying. You're just saying. Got it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's it. Now, and to the point for them, they lost their longtime left tackle, the Brickershaw right. Ferguson, right? Right. And... They bring in Ryan Clayton, which is actually, I ain't going to say it's a downgrade, but the British Shaw Ferguson has not missed a snap but once in his career at that tackle. You don't know who your quarterback is because he's still beefing with Ryan, with this jet, with Fitzpatrick. Yes. And you're going to depend on Geno Smith, who, for some reason, some Jets fans I know actually believe in. I don't know why. I don't like he hasn't proven anything for me. Aside from getting his jaw broken and everything, no disrespect to that man, but it is what it is. Fact is fact. You like you lost your big time D tackle or nose tackle in their system and snacks with Giants. You got Belichick in that in that same division who wants to run the ball. You still got Miami that might try to run the ball, and then you still got. Uh, what's his name up in Buffalo McCoy and Carlos Williams in the right. system that wants to run the ball right so I'm honestly I got the Jets 
finishing fourth in the division right now. I know some Jets fans are not going to like me for it. Whoa. I'm sorry. Hey. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. Hold on. Hold on, sorry. TJ. Now, I'm sorry. And, you know, and, I thought, and I thought I was going to be the bad guy. And this is before injuries happen. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I'm going to put a disclaimer out there. For All our right. predictions about who finishes first and fourth, this is before training can start and before there are any major key injuries. Okay? We are recording this show July 17, 2016. It will be broadcast out July 18, 2016. Okay? Here you so, go. Hit the disclaimers, guys. Hit the disclaimers. Make sure you, <laughs> make sure you put everything in context. That's all I got to say. Go ahead. Damn, Daniel. This, this guy. <laughs> this guy. He, he comes here wielding the big stick. Pause. And then... I'm thinking I was going to come out here and air the Jets out and violate this guy. No Vaseline, people. Wow. I disagree. While, okay. they, did lose, while they did lose snacks on the interior, right, I believe that the Jets believe that that was a loss they were prepared to take. You understand what I'm saying? They still have enough in terms of their, their, their front seven to create the necessary pressure. The back line of their defense is very strong. I'm going to get back to their defense in a second. But here's why I'm not overly concerned about the Jets. When there were a lot of people, you know, there was a lot of people out there who were sucking off Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, oh, my God, I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's having such a resurgent, a resurgent get comeback in his, in his run as a New York Jets quarterback. Geno Smith is a failure. Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I sat back there and I watched Ryan Fitzpatrick. And it, it was fool's gold to me, TJ. I never believed this guy for one second was going to be what he was advertised as being. I thought that Ryan Fitzpatrick was in a, in a decent system. And in a lot of times, it wasn't like he was making these, he was dropping dimes, as they say. He wasn't making these beautiful throws. <laughs> if, if I'm not mistaken, TJ, a lot of his biggest plays were runs after the catch where, you know, he hit a guy like Marshall in stride. He hit, uh, uh, Eric Decker in stride, and these guys made plays. The tight end, I forget his name right now, the Italian kid, he made some plays. I don't remember him throwing some beautiful passes and really carrying the team. And and, and and this is Ryan Fitzpatrick in a nutshell for me. The guy plays in Buffalo, right? Spent a few years there. He made a name for himself. He got paid. Then he comes to the Jets, right? Has a resurgence season. The Jets have to win one game to make it to the playoffs, TJ. They they, right. they got to go to Buffalo. Nah, I just, I'm telling the story. Stay with me. They got to go to Buffalo right. to, to, to make it to the playoffs. Buffalo is known for what? In, in, in January, TJ. Bad weather, am Very I right? Very cold. Yeah. Very cold. Very windy. Inclement conditions for a passing game, right? Why is it that Ryan Fitzpatrick, in the biggest game, of the season looks like he is not prepared for what Buffalo brings in January he looked like a basic quarterback he regressed back to his knee in that situation he became the Ryan Fitzpatrick we all know him to be so now in a situation like this this guy wants to he wants the Jets to pay him like an elite quarterback this guy got a lot of nerve the audacity of Ryan Fitzpatrick the nerve of him to want to get paid to me the fact that he played with house money the whole season leads me to believe that the Jets 
will not miss him as much as just some Jet fans might believe. I believe that they can keep it pushing. <laughs> well, leave it or not. All right, then so they let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this. Out of all four teams in AFC East, who has the worst quarterback situation? Ryan Tannehill's the worst quarterback in the AFC East, bro. Oh, man. I disagree with you on that one, man. I, uh, you ain't been paying attention to the cost since last year. I've been, I don't like Tannehill. I think Tannehill's the most overpaid guy in the league, bro. Listen, listen. All right, so you rather have Geno Smith ra- rather than Ryan Tannehill? They're the same guy. What's the difference? I'm going to say this. The coaching aspect of Adam Gates and what he's able to do with Jay Cutler last season and right. just kind of work he did with Peyton, even though Peyton's Peyton, but right. Peyton during those times where Adam Gates was there was throwing at a high velocity amount of touchdowns. He threw over 50 touchdowns one of those seasons. Let's not forget that. So, I'm not saying that's not Peyton, but I'm not saying that's not Adam Gates either. Jay Cutler um, regressed on his interceptions at the same time. With a lot of uh, his his receiving talent hurt last season, I'm going to go out on the limb and say Tannehill shows up this season. Not saying he's going to be a Pro Bowler, not going to say he's going to be an All Pro, but he's going to show that he's worth what he got. What he got. Yeah, I'm I'm here to tell you that Ryan Fitzpatrick is who I think he is, and no coordinator, coach, nor system will save him. He shouldn't have he shouldn't have been drafted. In the position he got drafted, he's not proven himself as a starting quarterback in this league. In the years he's been in the league, he, I don't even know how he got that hundred and six million dollars last year. But this is not about the Dolphins, and I'm gonna save my my fire for Ryan Tannehill in a second. I believe that the Jets still have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. They'll maybe have to uh, they'll have to adjust a couple of things offensively without Tannehill because Geno Smith, who will more than likely be the starter, will have to prove that he can do certain things offensively and make certain throws and get, gain the trust of the defense, the offensive staff before they can really open up the playbook. But I still feel when you look at guys like Brandon Marshall at the wide receiver position, Eric Decker, uh, Jason Morrow, who showed up as the season went along, they, they O-line isn't too shabby, right? I think that this guy can play. Matt Forte was an underrated pickup for them. So that means now in a situation like this, you don't even have to rely on on, on – Geno Smith as much because you can have the dump downs to Matt Forte. Forte could be a featured part of the passing offense as in terms of check downs and five-yard out routes, five-yard dig routes, in order to get the ball out of his hands quickly so that you don't have to ask him to make too many decisions, essentially doing the same thing that Ryan Fitzpatrick did a year ago. So I think the Jets would be all right. I, I, I don't know about – I think they are a strong second place in AFC East. I don't look at them as a last-place team, right? There's too much talent on that roster for me to look at them as a last-place team. Listen, I'm going to put it like this. I don't know what Revis is, is anymore. I think he's on the regress of his career now. Because after mm-hmm. seeing what Sammy Watkins did to him, even though he didn't destroy him, but the footwork Sammy Watkins put on Darrell Revis last season, right. it's just, I've never seen anybody do that. The only receiver I know that was able to get to Darrell Revis was Stevie Johnson for years. Right. And then to see Sammy Watkins be able to do that to Revis, your best corner going into that season and everything like that. I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to put, like, the defense is going to be okay, but I think you'll be able to run the ball on them. You might not be able to pass the ball on them, but I do believe you'll be able to run the ball on them. I, so I'm going to have them. I got them four. I got them four. Sorry, Jeff fans. DJ, Don't you come got, You got Sheldon Richardson. You got Muhammad Wilkinson. 
Harris they're known Hill. more for rushing the passer and pass rush. They're not known for run stop. Hey, run stop with Snacks' ability. Yeah, but maybe McClendon steps up this year. You just can't write them off because they lost Snacks. There's a lot of talent man, on this Jets defense, man. A I'm lot not, of talent. I'm not saying their defense is going to be good. D. Milliner might not finally man. realize how to play. He might figure it out. You know, Revis is still Revis. He's not, he's, I told you, he's Revis Resort now. He's not an island anymore, but he could still have Revis-like games. I don't think this is a last place roster, man. I can't, I can't, I, as much as I want, I want to piss Jeff fans off. I cannot and will not do that. I can't okay. do it. I refuse That's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it for you. That's hey. fine. <laughs> I think Marcus Williams <laughs> takes over that second cornerback spot. <laughs> Yo, Marcus see. Williams is the, is the second cornerback on that roster. Bust a screen or a scrum, whatever you want to call him. He should be the spot. You don't think D. Milliner could, could, he, he has the talent? Man, listen, I got to see something from D. Milliner first. He has to beat out uh, Williams and Scrum first. Before I respect, you know what? I, I respect that. I guess it's a situation where it's, you're taking the wait and see approach with the Jets. But yeah. I respect that, but. I, I can't put him in last place because I still feel like the Jets had a lot of high-end talent all over their roster. And in the AFC East, it's, it's two other teams we haven't gotten to yet that I believe the Jets are better than, even without bum Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I'm not going to do that. But I will say this one more time for you Jet fans. If you don't bring back Fitzpatrick, although I believe in the end he'll end up back there, they're not missing anything without him. That is That is the point I'm trying to make here. But, uh, Second place for the Jets. You got him in last place. You know we're gonna talk about this throughout the season. So, yeah, that's fine. Let's move on. I got it. I got it saved in my <laughs> computer, bro. Then you gotta worry about it. <laughs> I got I got the audio. I don't need the computer because uh, you know that's you know true. I'm gonna play the tape on 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 a, on an upcoming show when the Jets are in second place at the end of the season. That's but in that, the second place. Playoffs? Listen, you see that you see now you predicating everything based off you believing that they will finish second. If they finish fourth, yep. I want you to do that be that same favor, okay? I mean, come on, bro. That's what we do here. Right. I, I'm not biased against my my colleagues on car sessions. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, right. baby. You know that. Let's let's do it, man. That's all. All right, let's, let, let's, you know, we, we were taking a trip to Miami, so let's just go right there. Let's hop on a trip. Let's go to South Beach. Let's go. quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. I don't, I don't really like Ryan Tannehill. I believe Tannehill hasn't shown me anything, anything whatsoever to lead me to believe that he can make this leap that he has not made in a few seasons that he has been in the league thus far. I have no faith in him. And I believe that in a quarterback's league, you got to be able to have a quarterback you can trust or at least do certain things. And if they want to push the ball down the field with a Jarvis Landry on the roster, they don't have a proven running game, which means that there's more pressure on on the quarterback to produce on the offense for, for the Dolphins. I just can't look at this team and say to myself, all right, I like the Dolphins. On top of the fact that they lost a couple of players in free agency, they lost Olivier Vernon to the New York Giants. Um, they're running back, as I said, their running back situation is a little shaky right now. Uh, they have a guy here 
Ajayu. Need I say more? Jay Ajayu. Jay Ajayu. No. Need I? Oh, welcome back, TJ. I don't know what happened to you there, sir. But uh. Yeah. Who is this guy? Jay Ajayu from Boise State. Who is that? This. He was a highly talented running back coming out of Boise State. Problem was he got hurt, I believe, during his junior season. Season, I'm not sure which one it was, but he had got hurt. Um, so the, the there's a system or a belief there that he might be injury prone and everything, and he he might not be able to carry the workload. Um, I don't think this is going to be the kind of offense that's based around the running game anyway. Like, you have some talented receivers down there. You got Jarvis Landry that can play both sides of the slot. You got Devontae Parker, who was considered maybe the first or second best receiver coming out of last year's draft, who came on towards the end of the season. Now, my thing is this. It's going to be the coaching aspect of it that makes that whole, that make everything work for them. If Adam Gates can actually make Tannehill be able to be a uh, Productive quarterback with very good receivers down there. I believe they could actually finish. I'm gonna have them third. I got them over the Jets and everything right now because I do like what. I, wait, wait, wait! Let me out. I do like what they did in the draft. They picked up Larry Tunsil, who was considered at the time the best left tackle in the draft. They got him late in the first round, or well, not late, middle of the first round, just about. And you could kick him out to outside and have Brandon. Um, Albert play at guard if need be or move him over to right tackle. Right? Now, yes, you lost something with Vernon, but Vernon to me only had like an eight-game stretch where he was killing. I don't know what happened to another eight games. Those eight games got him paid, though. You bring in Mario Williams, who's more of a hand-in-the-dirt kind of rusher than what Rex Ryan was trying to implement with him coming over in the 3-4. Added with Cameron Wake on the other side and Sue on line. To me, which makes up the best front line in the AFC East. Uh, but they, they, they had they had essentially the same front line last year. They did nothing. You're right. Cameron got hurt. Vernon did a little bit. Sue, I don't know what happened with Sue and everything. I'm not sure about the defensive backs. The only defensive back I like on their roster right now, they consider excluding rookie, is Rashard Jones, who plays at safety. He's a ball hawk. He's uh, underrated at safety and everything. The front four is going to have to be the basis of what that squad does. You brought Chico Alonso on a crazy trade and everything. He's injury prone thus far. So you got to see what that's able to do. But offensively, I think it'll be okay offensively because I do see them throwing the ball uh, somewhere between 25, 30 times per game. Yeah, um, I'm going to let you finish, but... When I asked who that, who, that, who that running back was, it wasn't because I wanted to know who he was. That was more of a besmirching who. They don't have a running back. Much like how you're taking the stance of wait and see with the Jets, I'm taking a whole wait and see with this offense. It's great. You got some nice wide receivers. That's cute. That's real cute. But if you don't have a quarterback to deliver the ball, it's not going to mean anything. You can have the greatest O-line in the world. But if your quarterback is Basuda, it won't mean anything, right? They got some nice parts. They have some nice cosmetic parts on this team, right? Again, I'm not going to go into, you, you did it for us. You know, you, you named some of these nice guys that they have high-end talent. That's great. But in the end, I feel as though there's still not a full 
conglomerate, as my supervisor at work would like to say. Their whole conglomerate is, is not put together. They got some nice pieces. They, they like the shorty who you meet, right? Shorty got the ill weave. Oh, hey, hey, game is on point. She do the crazy makeup. But her, outfit, her outfits are weak. Hey, where she cop that from? Rainbow, she got the $7 leggings with the $3 t-shirt. That's what the Dolphins are to me. They, they got a couple of nice fly parts, but shorty not all that to me. She, she got the nice hair, makeup on point, but her gear is weak. And that's when I look at the Dolphins. That's what I see, bro. They're not, they, they, until they have a real quarterback, until they have a strong back end of the defense. Like we, you, didn't, you didn't say a word about their secondary, TJ. I wonder why. Oh, I said their secondary. I don't like their secondary stuff from Rashad uh-huh. Jones. So in a That's passing it. league, you don't have a quarterback and you don't have a proper secondary, and you got them finishing where they're gonna they are gonna be in last place in AFC East this year. That's the team that's gonna be in the last place in a passing okay. league. You can't throw, you can't defend the pass. They're in last place. Hey, listen, I'm gonna put a little belief in Ryan Tannehill this season. <laughs> I'm None. going. I'm, I'm gonna put a little belief. Just because he got good receivers down there that can actually make plays for him. That's what I'm going to go with. If it was Madden and you could control where the ball goes, I'd agree with you. But uh, Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> Raka, Basuda, quarterback, coming out of Miami. You got you to gotta prove me wrong, Ryan Tannehill. I have no faith in you. Sorry, bro. Get your money, though. So, wait. All right. So, let's get this right. You got the Patriots first, Jets second, and you got the Dolphins last, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, so that, okay, so that means you got the next squad coming up in the third spot. Yes, the Buffalo Bills. Now, let me hear your opinion on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Buffalo Bills. You know, I'm one of those guys, TJ, believe it or not, who actually believes in Rex Ryan's ability to galvanize players to play for him. I believe that that's what we saw just a year ago. His X's and O's might not be the greatest, and I'm sure you'll attest to that. He gets out coached against the elite level coaches more often than not. But he finds a way to get guys who more that we that we we are not accustomed to to play over their heads. Had this not been for the fact that the Jets have a better overall roster and, and I believe a better coach, and that the top of the division has a Belichick and the Patriots. I think that the, the, the Buffalo Bills would probably take this division. If they were in a weaker division with the guys who they had to play over their head and want to go to the wall for Rex Ryan, I believe that they have they would have had what it took to win a division. I just think that they just have a better coaching staff, a better overall roster, and Belichick ain't coming off this division anytime soon. I rate them highly. I just believe that they're in the wrong position at the wrong time. I like Tyrod Taylor. I'm not sure what you think about Tyrod Taylor. I like Sammy Watkins a lot. I think he's Underrated. I, I think his health has caused himself to be underrated. If he came in, how Odell came in outside of what? I think Odell missed the first four games of his career, and he missed one game via suspension beyond that he's been on the field. If he was able to stay on the field like Odell has, or even the kid out there, um, Evans out in Tampa Bay, people will respect Sammy Watkins more because Watkins has been killing, as you know, TG, since he was a freshman at Clemson, he's been a beast. But Tyrod Taylor... Robert Woods, USC guy, I've been watching him for a few years, Tyrod Taylor, uh, LaShawn McCoy, Carlos Williams, and other Seminole, you know I love my Seminoles, they have pieces, their O-line is not like the greatest, but they, they're stout enough, especially playing in Buffalo where it gets cold and the passing game becomes a little obsolete, 
they they're decent up front. What I'm worried about is that their their defense at times they don't play with their head on straight. And that's why I look at Rex Ryan and I say sometimes he gets out coached because I believe that his his defenses his defenses emotions he allows his emotions to spill over into the defense. Then the defense, although they're talented, make mistakes because they're not disciplined. That's what I think about Buffalo. They got some talent. They got some pieces. Rex Ryan will get guys to play for them, but sometimes those guys want to play a little bit too much. I agree with you with the discipline aspect. I'm going to say that the defensively, they're probably the most they're the most talented in the division. Yeah, absolutely. From top to bottom, I love their D backs. I do like what they did with Reggie Ragland grabbing him from Alabama, and you can have him play. I think. I would play him more so on the weak side than the than the mic, but I think they already got Preston Brown playing the mic anyway. But right. up front, and they also was able to get Shaq Lawson, who is touted as a top three DN coming out in the draft and everything. The questions are going to be more so on the offense if Watkins and McCoy can actually stay on the field and be healthy and produce for them. That will be the question. I do like well, Tyrod Taylor. He's able. To, he he can maneuver around the pocket. He can get loose if he has to. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but the key for them is being able to win games early before it starts getting cold where you just have to hand the ball off to McCoy and Carlos Williams later on in the season. If they can get up to winning like six or seven games by the time November comes and everything, I can see them fighting for that second spot. And that's where I actually got them finishing in the second spot in that division. Mm -hmm. So let me get this straight. You have Buffalo, although they have ginormous question marks, in your opinion, finishing second. But the Jets, with a similar roster in terms of defensive abilities and offensive capabilities, finishing at last? But, but, Listen, I'm going to go then, with the but, but, I'm, wait, I'm going wait, with the But then you have the Dolphins, who, who have nothing of substance, finishing ahead of the Jets, TJ? What? Listen, I'm going to put it down on wax like this, okay? The Jets don't have a quarterback. Every other quarterback in that division, I like better than what the quarterback, oh, whatever quarterback is in, in the How Jets. So I'm going to put everything on that. That's what I'm putting it on. The Jets got, should have a good defense with Todd Bowles there. Uh, Revis is going to be on the downfall. I do think you won't be able to run the ball on the Jets. I can guarantee you that the Jets will finish bottom, bottom third of the league in terms of yards per game on the rush. Guaranteed. So, so what you're saying is that you don't think the Jets will be able to stop the run because they lost snacks. That's your entire argument. So I all the other players that in front right seven, that's there. I'm that's telling you that right now. Because you know in a 3-4 scheme, that no snack is the one that. that takes up two two to three guys. And that you'll suck up those two to three guys and make let linebackers make all the tackles from. Without that guy there, I don't know what I don't know what the replacement is going to do. What's his name? Steve McGledden or whatever his name is. I don't know what he's going to be able to do. I don't. So you don't I think don't. that Todd Bowles can scheme? You just think it's going to be I, a base three four, and he's not going to find a way to play to his strengths? The anything, only team Todd that Bowles I sh- know can scheme, the only team that I know can scheme is the Patriots. Well, not saying Todd Bowles is not talented. Bowles. If we, but, we saw what we saw what Bowles was able to do. He didn't stay in that three four all game long. He found different ways to mix and match, bro. He did that. You know that. He did. Yeah, I know, man. But I'm going to put like there's certain things that game cannot overcome for talent. All right. 
maybe I'm Certain overrating the, the, the remaining Jets talent more so than you are. I, maybe that's what's happening here. That's fine. And don't trust me. I, don't get this. Don't don't get me twisted, Jets fans. I'm not going back up on my pick or whatever. I, it took me a minute to actually sit down and think about this, and I do tend to overthink things. Oh, I ain't going front, however. But I thought about it. I said the determining factor for me was the quarterback position. Fitzpatrick, right. he does well with that OC with Chan Gailey. He does like that's what got him money in Buffalo. Right. And now he got reunited with him in New York. Now, with that said, you came out. You threw the most touchdowns in franchise history during the regular season. You got two right. talented wide receivers out there. You got a talented running back coming out the backfield who's over right. 30, mind, mind you. I'm not like, Forte's a beast, but he's over 30. Yeah, I'm but not, he's not going to get the most touches, they, and they still have guys behind Forte who can, who can share the wealth. He's not going to be asked right. to carry he's the wealth like that. He's a yeah. starter. <laughs> what does that mean at the running back position? You gotta get Alright so let me ask you What's the ideal amount of touches You wanna get McCoy I mean not McCoy Forte in the game Forte should get about Maybe 15 to 18 touches a game Exactly So that's starting Running back touches Over a long season I see him getting Somewhere between 15 and 20 I'm not even gonna say 18 That's including receptions out the backfield And that's also including him Blocking as well As well You think you really think He's gonna get 20 up. touches a game when, when the Jets still have guys Behind him that, that need to be on the field 20's a lot, bro. Listen, that, listen, that's a third. That's a third. Let's say they run 50 plays. That's a third of the thing. You're not going to bring him in. Yes, you paid Bilal Powell some money. You brought in Kyrie Robinson and everything like that. I think Kyrie yeah. Robinson, Kyrie Robinson didn't get to touch the field when he was in New Orleans. Not that he's going to be able to do that now. Bilal Powell was good as a third down back. You got, like, you brought Forte in for a reason, man. You got like you got to play that man. You Absolutely, play. I mean you brought him in for a reason, and I and I I respect what you're saying, TJ. But I, this offense is my thing, and we know you can bring a guy in. That doesn't mean he's going to be on the field all the time, bro. I don't think they brought him in to be a workhorse. I think they brought him in because he's a great hand to play. He's a great hand on the pass and on the rush, and I believe that they're going to find ways to, to finesse him in a certain situation and to get him rest. These guys didn't take on Forte with the idea he was going to be the guy. He's getting older. He's a 30-plus running back. So I believe by having that much depth at the running back position, they also plan for having to deal with Ryan Fitzpatrick in this money grab attempt. So they want to have a plethora of running backs to throw out there because they're not going to allow Geno Smith to shoulder the load, which is why I believe that the Jets, with enough talent at the running back position, receivers who proved last year that they can make short plays in the monster plays, in a decent O-line, they have what it takes. But my question now, I don't want to go off this, but I kind of have to because I need to understand this. What is this about Ryan Tannehill that you see that I'm not seeing, bro? I need you to, I need you to break that down for me. I don't believe this. I, I'm not going to say it's more... I, I'm not going to say it's just on Tannehill, right? It's a mixture between Tannehill and Adam Gates. What Adam right. Gates was able to do with Jay Cutler, who we all know was known to be a gun hole. I'll throw picks, but I'm going to make plays type of quarterback, too. Almost Brett Favre's, right? A gunslinger, okay. right? Okay. He was able to tame him down to bring his, his, his interceptions down on a roster that was severely hurt at the key positions with both Kevin White, the childhood rookie coming out from West Virginia last season, hurt the whole season. Alshon Jeffrey 
hurt for the whole season. Well, majority of the season, not the whole season, majority of the season. He's able to throw some good passes and get some touchdowns and everything and lower his interception rate. That's the only thing I want to see from Tannehill. Tannehill, you have a good deep threat with Devontae Parker. You have a good underneath guy with Jarvis Lynch. You have run all those little rub routes, all those little slants right, in the right, outer right. and everything. You got that right. there. You got an okay tight end with Jordan Cameron. If he can stay healthy okay. and stay away from concussions, he, he, he could be okay out he there. Will. And then you still got Kenny Stills. Who could run those? All you got to do is just tell Kenny Stills run deep. That's it. You got the you got the pieces for a good passing game down there, mixed with the coach that knows how to get the most out of his quarterback. All right. So I, I mean, that's I what I'm going under- with. It's a mixture right there. Yeah, underrange Jarvis Landry. He's a lot more than an underneath guy. He's, he's a beast. But no, I know he's time. totally he's totally a beast. I did just the majority of routes I see him run. He doesn't run the deep routes like that. He does not. Yeah, he's a, he's a 15 yard guy. He's definitely a 15 yard yeah. guy. I give you that. I give you that. Um. I guess for me, you know, a lot of this, as you said, is prognosticating right now. This training camp hasn't even begun. So a lot of this is just more or less opinions that we're giving based on past performances. So much like you're on the fence about the Jets, again, for me, like, with Ryan Tannehill, I don't rate him highly. I have no faith in him. But if he is to show up, TJ, if he does step up to the plate and Adam Gates can pull the elite quarterback that he's getting paid like out of him, I'll come right back here, TJ. I'll play this segment, and I'll eat it. But as of right now, he's the last place quarterback. That's I'll give fine. Geno Smith I'll give Geno Smith and the Jets coaching staff more more of a, of a trust factor than anything coming out of Miami. The fly girl with the nice weave, the bundles, the nice makeup, <laughs> and, the, and the $20 outfit from Rainbow. That is the, <laughs> the Miami Dolphins as of today. That's it. Listen, that's fair enough, and that's all I can ask for. But, like, I just want to make sure that when the end of the season comes down, we and you got that you got that recording for me. That, hey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yo, TJ, even if I forget, you're going to remind me anyway. Don't front uh, I've had the recording. You're going to make sure I have the recording. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I already, like, listen, you know, I, already had, I had all my notes on a spreadsheet, a Microsoft spreadsheet, and I made a different tab just for your picks, and I put it down right here just so I have something to, oh, there you go. to go Patriots, back to. Jets, Bills, Dolphins. Right. And if I'm wrong, I got Patriots, so Bills, Dolphins, Jets. There you go. Hey, I can't believe you have the Jets in last place, bro. But you must see something on their defense. You, you, and I don't know if it's a Giants fan that you hype because you got snacks, or you really believe that their defense is going to miss him. That much. We got, wait, 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 wait. We got, we got seven more weeks to talk about the Giants. Let's not even get yeah, there yet, just, okay? Yeah, you right. right so, <laughs> let's not do that yet. I'm not doing it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, as the host, I gotta point out that I, I hear a I excited Giants fan on a, on, as a co-host here. I'm just saying. Do it. Listen, listen, I'm not going to go down that path and everything. I'm going to leave it alone, okay? <laughs> You're not baiting me into that one. Not, you will not bait me into that. Just leave me alone on that one for now. All right. I'm going to put the fishing rod away since you're not taking the bait. Okay. Thank you. But, uh, Thanks. I appreciate it. Tyrod Taylor, man. You said that you're not really high on him. Like, what do you, what do you need to see in terms of improvement from Tyrod Taylor? What are you looking for well, this I, season I, I that like, he could get better on? You like him, but I you like ain't Ty that Rod. high on him. I like Tyrod. I just want to see him do more in the pocket to expand, okay. to expand his game a little bit more. 
Just so okay, I like make it read and things tests. of that nature. Right, and everything, because okay. we all know he has the athletic ability to get out the pocket and make plays with his feet and everything, right. that, which is fine and dandy. Uh, uh, but I gotta see some more out of him. Like I know you brought in Cardell Jones. I know you still got EJ Manuel there. You got I think that's like the only the only place that has like three star black quarter well three black quarterbacks and everything like that. That we'll leave that for another show. Oh whatever. Yes. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> uh, true indeed. Black true indeed. Black so quarterbacks it, matter. Black lives matter. Black, All things black matters. Exactly. So I I do like him. I just want to see some more from him. I'm not, I'm not too, like, I like Robert Woods, but for some reason he doesn't stay that consistent to me. So everything is going to be predicated based on fun if McCoy and Watkins can stay healthy and be able to produce. And I do believe they both can do that. Fair enough. Um, before I let you go, we got a couple minutes left in the show. I just want, I have one more question for you. As I started off the show, I, I was talking about, you know, the, the fallout from the latest Deflategate decision. I know you heard what I had to say that it's time for us to put it to bed. If the quarterback is not fighting the suspension anymore, it's time for us as NFL fans to move on. Not speaking for you per se, but the general fan. What I wanted to know from you now is that with, with Brady stepping down, what did, what, did you, what was your reaction to that ruling and the fallout with Brady deciding to not fight it, but the NFL Players Association deciding they want to fight it? Who cares? I don't care. I'm more, pro- I'm more concerned about my fancy football team right now. Ah, it's true. Like, okay. okay. Like, like Brady, you fighting and everything. Happy go-go for you. I got the note from both Bleach Report and ESPN News that he will not go through with the proceedings and everything like that. I, I expected that. I already imagined that Garoppolo was going to get the first four stars and everything. Like, Whatever's going on between you, Goodell, and Robert Kraft and everything, y'all need to put that to bed. Y'all all figure that out or whatever. Like, just don't keep me in the loop about it. I don't care and everything enough about it. I'm not a Patriots fan. I don't hate the Patriots because my squad beat the Patriots when it was important and everything. I don't care. I don't care. I just let it go. Like, I'm over it. I'm over it. Come on. Guys hitting high notes right. over here. He, he, he in the shower right now singing, singing. singing wow, like, I just, just, just give me a mic or I'll I'll substitute a bar soap for a mic right now since I'm in the shower. Dude singing, let it. He do singing, let it go from Frozen. Yeah, wow. man, like, come on, man. I hit them high notes, man. I, I'll go I don't back know if I day, should call you. I don't know if I should call you TJ or Miguel at this point. I don't. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, listen, people. Next week, we'll be back again. The NFC West. It'll be more banter like this. If you want the, the players and the roster breakdowns, DJ got you. But if you just want opinions on what's actually going to take place, I'm your guy. You want he, he heard what he said, talk? actually. Like, 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 he, like he is... What was the, what was the um, lady name? The, the Jamaican lady that could predict everything. That yes, Mr. Mr. Cleo. Mr. Mr. Cleo is here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> DJ can give you the roster breakdowns on who got drafted and I'm just going to tell you what's going to happen. If you want the generic sports NFL preview, don't come to car sessions. You ain't going to get that here, bro. But as Not always, at all. as always, each and every Monday, until next time, car sessions is just too sweet. We out of here. Yo, sweet us. 
Processions. We out.